so we're recording this a couple of weeks in advance, but uh, when this podcast comes out, it will be three days until Christmas. And I wanted to use this as an opportunity to talk about some of our Christmas traditions, because something that you've talked a lot about is making impactful experiences for your kids. And I think that when you have memorable family moments, it helps with the building of the relationships within the family. It's something that you you can look back on fondly, look forward to with a lot of anticipation. And growing up, I, I, I remember Christmas in Florida just because I remember like opening gifts while sweating, <laughs> um, which is kind of a weird thing now that I live in Denver and spent most of my life in Indianapolis. Um, but we probably 10 years ago started this this Christmas tradition of having a, with just our family, no grandparents, nobody else, a candlelit Christmas Eve dinner. We'd go to the the, the Christmas Eve mass, the, the children's mass at whatever, five or six o'clock at our parish, and then we'd come home, turn off all the lights, just have candles and have a dinner. And the thing that always stood out to me is, when you're part of a big family and a big extended family, usually at the holidays, there's like the the old people table and then the kids table. And the first time we had a Christmas Eve dinner at just our house, everybody got to sit at the big kids table. And none of us ever forgot it because you've got, you know, the two-year-old and the teenagers and the adults. Um, So what kind of led to that... Uh, led to that change like 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 what did that progression look like yes i think it's when you're first married there's that challenge where we're invited back to be with the in-laws which we loved we loved to be with uh with the in-laws and their um maria had siblings who were a little bit older than us and younger than us and so it was the the family, we, we kind of got in, we were closer to, to Maria's parents and, and lived near them. Um, so we got incorporated into a lot of those uh, family traditions. And she was one of the older kids in her family, the second one to be married. Um, so that went on for a number of years where we would spend Christmas. There were some uh, early on some Christmases that we'd spend with my family out in California, but it was expensive to fly all the way out there, especially as uh, more and more kids came. And for a number of years, even after we had kids, uh, then we were trying to figure out our own identity, our own family time. And we realized that like, wait, well, hold on. We didn't want to do just um, Christmas over at, uh, at the grandparents' house like, uh, and be there in the morning. We did that a few times when you guys were, were younger. But then we wanted to have our own family tradition. And so we started to say like, you know what, we'll go and see you later uh, in the day. But we're gonna, we're gonna open up presents and have sleepy kids in pajamas with their blankie, you know, come come downstairs and just enjoy all of that together, um, so that there's a real sense of of our own family um, tradition, but just just to enjoy being with each other um, and and not necessarily do that out in a crowd. So that was probably one of the first things that happened is that that we we decided we wanted to spend that that time together and that was great there's a lot of fun pictures um from there uh, but then we would uh, well and there were some like there were some things that organically generated from that because obviously the much younger kids 
can't wait for Christmas morning. They're not up late the night before getting gifts out and, and stuff like that. And so they would get up really early and the dictate came down. You're not allowed to wake anybody up. You're not allowed to go and wake anybody up. And so what ended up happening at, is at 5 a.m. I think it was <laughs> yeah, 5 a.m. Yeah. I think it was Gabrielle, Madeline, and Colin who woke up early one year and they started just singing Christmas carols downstairs. And so the rest of us who were upstairs ended up waking up to the sound of our siblings singing Christmas carols. Very gently, it wasn't this obnoxious thing. But that was a tradition that was kind of naturally born from that decision that, hey, we're all gonna you know, instead of going over to, to uh, Kiki's and Grandpa's house, we're all going to open our gifts here, and that came from that, right? And uh, and I was, and that ended up being really good. Uh, and as well as we had one year, actually, I had a tough financial year, and so uh, we decided, you know what, we're going to do Christmas differently this year. Like I don't have money for gifts or very little uh, for gifts, and so we had figured out. We kind of got excited, like we were gonna, um, we were doing gifts that were things that we made, and we just got really creative, and we were going to do some experiences of, as opposed to gifts. And right before that, there was um, some friends of the family who heard what was going on with us, and they they handed Maria uh, money, and they said, "You can't spend this on bills. You have to spend this on on presents for your your kids." And so <clears throat> it was Christmas Eve, and Maria and I went over to. Uh, Cracker Barrel and Cracker Barrel has fantastic gifts. And so we went into Cracker Barrel and everything was discounted like way down because everybody had already done their Christmas shopping except for us. And so we were like little kids in the candy shop and we were buying all these really fun gifts. And so whoever their buyer is did a fantastic job. Uh, one of those gifts what were uh, it was a it was a set of angels um, that would sing Christmas carols in unison, and it was just really cool. One would start, and it had those um, like monofilament uh, strands in it with lights in it, so that they would they would have um, shine different colors of lights. And so that gift uh, we had uh, when we brought that one home and, and wrapped it up, uh, that gift became a favorite. And so in future years, uh, the the kids would come down and they would they would play that during the <laughs> during that early morning. Uh, singing time and so we would we would hear that from uh like from a like i can hear there's um there's the angel singing so uh, that has continued and really been uh, pretty enjoyable there's another thing that happened where uh the kids because then we had the teens who wanted to stay in bed even later and they would just pretend like they didn't hear anything and so uh we would do like a guilty as charged <laughs> we would do a, a like a christmas movie uh for the for the little kids and and often it was it's a wonderful life um which was so enchanting that that uh we come like i'd come down and i would want to watch it with uh the younger kids as well so it so a lot of those things just came up out of necessity because we're like okay what are we going to do this is lasting too long um but then on the on the flip side it became something that that was really good and, and i want to come back to to this obviously we could talk about christmas stories for hours um, but I want to come back to this this idea of making impactful experiences for your kids and, and this idea of being intentional in doing so. Because before we had the Christmas Eve dinner at our home, before we were opening gifts at our home, we were every year going over to Kiki's and Grandpa's for both of those things, and yet they weren't, to me, as memorable. Mm. And I think the reason why was because at the point we switched to doing this stuff at home, it felt like, 
you and mom were trying to create an experience for our family and that and that we were worth that mm. and there was something about going over to kiki's and grandpa's that felt like we were going to spend Christmas with them. So in a sense, it was about them. Mm -hmm. At least to me as a kid, that Mm -hmm. was my perception. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there was a lot more going on that I didn't understand. But there was, at the point that we transitioned, it was like, no, like you're going to sit at the table and we're going to, you know, have a candlelit dinner and we're going to use the fine china and you're going to help with the cooking and then you're going to help with all of this stuff. And we're going to like sing Christmas or have Christmas music in the background. And, you know, it felt like you were creating an experience for us. And to me, that that started to put in my mind, put importance on our family that hadn't been there to the same degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, it was something that we, uh, your mom and I, started to enjoy as well. And because you guys enjoyed it, uh, we would get more help, so it made it made it easier to do. Yeah, I don't want to make it sound like we were forced to help. Right. Like it was it was part of the thing. Like we were going to make a, a special dinner with ingredients and food that we would not have any mm-hmm. other time. And we got to help with it. You know, we were each in charge of our little thing. Yes. And, and one of the fun things uh, was the decorations, because then we would go all out and say, like, OK, can we bring green in? Let's get the uh, like get the tablecloth and the and the red silky um, uh like table runner and just really make it beautiful. And so everybody, there was this anticipation that would come together. And, uh, and when it comes to, and then like the last couple of years, like Madeline has actually taken charge of designing the napkins Mm -hmm. so that like, instead of just like, you know, folding them into, into quarters and putting them on the plates, like she actually went onto Pinterest and found that you could like create Christmas trees out of your napkins. And so we had this like impromptu activity of all of us learning from a YouTube video, how to make Christmas trees out of the napkins and who can make the best Christmas tree. And your Christmas tree is falling over <laughs> and the base is way too small. And like, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I think that that's awesome. And, and to see her gift come out with that and then to, to see everybody else um, join in. And then we do this other thing where uh, she would get a little, uh, like a little bowl and then put uh, candles in it that would float in there. And then uh, mom would buy cranberries and, and put those. So it's floating cranberries with candles, you know, in the, in the middle of the table along with uh, the other larger candles. And so it's just, it's enchanting. And that was one of, there were, there were three aspects that would really make uh, an event um, and an experience memorable the first thing that it needs to be sensational. So like it has to in- involve your senses. So it's like you, the Christmas music. So you're hearing something and that sets a mood. You, there's smells. It's the smell of the burning wax, the smell of the, of the cooking food, the smell of the dessert. And so all of that is just, it's going into your brain and you're, you're remembering it. Um, and then it's just visually that it's, you know, visually beautiful. So there's a way in which all the senses and everybody's dressed up nicely. And it's usually the night that we do uh, pictures by the tree. And so the lights on, so with the Christmas trees lights on all the, all those great flickering lights, but there's, a, and there's an importance with all of those senses being, you know, in, in, invoked. So that's the first one is, is sensational. So think about all of those things. How do things taste, look, smell, um, sensational. Second one to make it really impactful. And you're, you're speaking to this. It needs to be relational. So, um, you, we need to, it needs to be something where we're interacting, having fun with each other and enjoying the music, um, and telling jokes. And, um, and, and so we're, we're, we were much more family when it was just us focusing in on this event. And so uh, that helps us t- to remember uh, and th- to have the little kids uh, like 
there's something powerful about pictures because you you would take up with your video experience and be like I'll take the pictures. Well then there's this moment where like again you like you're going to have your picture taken and then the next person's going to have their picture taken and so um so like everybody's important and then try to get the picture with all of us in there and you know usually you'd stand behind and try to take a picture without and you're like no come on in and so um it becomes the joke and then you would come running in at the last last minute and you'd always have the ham and the person uh, you know who's making a funny face when we got the serious ones like well that didn't come out um so it, it ends up being a fun experience, but from a relationship standpoint. And then the last uh, piece is that it needs to be inspirational. And by that, it needs to um, inspire joy, inspire, again, beauty, inspire goodness, so that, um, so that when you've experienced it, that you just, you just have this sense of like, this is good. And it pushes you a little bit closer to heaven, because in heaven is the fulfillment of all desire. So it's the fulfillment of all delight. And like, I'm inspired, like I, I want this for myself and I want this for others, which is exactly what evangelization is supposed to be all about, is that I am so inspired by the goodness that I'm experiencing. I don't want to keep it to myself. I want to share that with others. And so what's really awesome as a, uh, as, as a parent and now a grandparent is to see some of those traditions picked up um, in, you know, with the other kid, like Gabrielle and Michael are married. And so then they are um, now decorating, you know, their apartment and Daniel and Lydia, same thing. They've, they've decorated and they're trying to create that experience for their kids. And I find myself wanting um like like i want to be present and see their their little kids opening gifts but i also really want them to be their own family and enjoy that time together yeah and, and i think what what's beautiful about that is that that you're you're talking about the actual impact that this has had you know that that, that building up these different traditions has caused caused us to have this like this idea of this is what we want in our own families this is what we want in our own lives. But quite frankly, like also to say, you know what, for, for as long as possible, I want to stick with those, those traditions with my siblings. You know, I think that the beauty of a big family is that Daniel and Lydia have two kids uh, who are what, two, three and right. one yeah. or, um, two. or under one. Yeah. And, uh, and Vivian is still six, mm -hmm. you know? So there's this, we, we still have the, the, the range of ages. And so for Vivian, she gets to enjoy some of these uh, these Christmas activities with her two little nephews, right. you know, <laughs> which is uh, which is really exciting. But what what are some of the the kind of the bigger ramifications of this? What, creating memorable experiences like this. What are what are some of the payoffs over time? Yeah, I think uh, one th very practical thing is just a sense of belonging that I am a part of, I am loved, and I'm a part of something really good. And that, that that's just, it's very practical. I, I have not been in a situation where I've lost one of my parents. My friends who have, have said, you know, like, like Michael, it's just like, like I've lost this mooring, this, this um, pillar in my life that I just always thought was there and they're not there anymore. Like I can't count on their presence. Um, and so there's a way in which, you know, the, the identity of like who I am and that I'm loved, and I'm a part of something good that is instilled with these traditions. And, um, and there's a comfort that's brought to, uh, to our children and to us to spend that 
that time together. One other thing I wanted to touch on with regard to some of our smaller tea traditions around the the holidays um, is that one of the years that finances were a little tighter, instead of going and buying gifts for for each of us, you actually ended up uh, getting us a couple of rooms at Clifty Falls State Park. It was a couple hour drive from, from home and we had a three or four day like family getaway. And I remember at the time being really annoyed mm. that I didn't get to have the gifts I wanted from my list, like that you guys didn't even look at the list because we were going to go on a family trip. But now I don't remember almost any of the gifts I got for Christmas. I remember getting Madden one year. I remember getting a portable DVD player one year, but that's about it. I've never forgotten those trips. I've never forgotten the time that, that we spent together, that the areas we explored, I remembered remember going spelunking with you and Daniel. Um, we started going further and further up the the tunnel of one of these caves at Clifty Falls and uh, got to the point where like it was we were crouching down further and further and to the point where we had to crawl and we were like, OK, this is a lot scarier than we thought it was going to be. And I've never forgotten that. And I think that that's another example of like taking these opportunities and instead of saying like, let's just do you know, do what everybody else does and get, get, get gifts. Like how taking those opportunities and saying, how can we turn this into a, a family experience and impactful experiences that builds the relationships within the family and builds that kind of like familial bond? Yeah, I think having like on a very practical note, having an activity to do together makes being together easier um, and that activity, of course, you don't want it to be sometimes watch a movie together, but so often um, it takes the focus off of each other uh, when you're watching a movie. And now if you can move from there to where you're talking about the movie, great. Um, but uh, when there are, are activities and this happened even with um, I think when I went to Madeline's graduation, because we had a focus for the weekend, it allowed for us to. Uh, enjoy each other's company in between all of the different activities that we were doing. And it was something that Madeline had said to me, like, I want to make sure during a Christmas break that we have planned out activities, just one thing each day. And so uh, there's there's a real power and there's real power in having something that that is an activity that you can uh, you can rally behind, and especially if if it's something you can get you get you up and moving, and you know going to whatever making napkins, or uh, if you're going to cook, make it a cookie day where we're going to cook together, or we're going to go out and play some kind, something in the yard. If it's too cold, we'll play in the basement. Um, and I think with that, uh, you also just have to look at the the talents of the of your kids in the family to say, well, who's a better planner for that? Because there are some kids that are like, oh, I'd love to plan that. And uh, the challenge for us is that mom and I don't like to plan that kind of stuff. And so um, with, uh, so it was great when Gabrielle was in the house to say like, okay, you love planning things, you know, plan something. And she would plan like whatever, a dance party. And it's like, okay, let's decorate this room and we'll put on music and, and we'll dance. And, I, and so I think that, you know, each family needs to look at like, what are the gifts that we have and, and start to sign out to kids who really, they can bring their gifts to bear in the family. And when they do that, like you brought to bear your, um, your video and your, you know, your camera. And that, that brought this, um, 
this dimension to where like we really enjoyed looking and we do it now we look back at the pictures of things that you took and then you made it into a documentary and so uh, we did it recently where we looked at the family documentary and we can look at those christmas pictures and like look how little you were you know or look how your hair was or um and so and it's a faculty that memory uh, memory as a faculty you know christ said do this in remembrance of me there's a power in remembering what is good because it it keeps us grounded to be able to continue to see what is good in the future so as we're coming into uh christmas know that these are these are points of of community community and communion which is what we're ultimately made for where when we're coming together we're we're actually um we're actually imitating what the Holy Trinity does in the within itself. It's a, it's a communion of persons and an eternal exchange of love. And it's not easy. <laughs> there are times when then when you have people are upset and tired. Um, and so I would say as well uh, to respect that. One of the things that we didn't do when we were younger, uh, younger parents, is that we weren't um, as good as uh, with tuning, mom was better than I, tuning in to the kids and say, you know, like, we're going to be a lot better if we go to bed, you know, earlier so that we're, we're awake tomorrow. And then, and then for some of the nights, we're going to do a lot better if we stay up really late tonight and just blow, <laughs> blow that all together, uh, where we'll watch something uh, together or, or, you know, sing songs together. Uh, one more uh, little tradition that we did that it was really enjoyable is that we um, started to get some Christmas books and we would read through the uh, the Christmas different Christmas stories together and I remember like I so enjoyed that and some of the little kids would fall asleep uh, but it's like what happened next what happened next so there there's a power so I throw that idea out there because there's a, a power in um, like one of the books we read together was the Christmas box well, what, what happened in the Christmas box there's a power in experiencing a story together and like i still can like i have memories of sitting on the couch together and listening and this happened in the store then there was this twist or turn um and there was interaction at points where people are talking about it but then we're back in okay let's stop let's 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 uh hear what happens more in the story forever to read those books because we stopped every little bit to talk about them (laughs) that's right so and part of what stood out to me though is it wasn't just about the story like we took turns reading it mm. there were three or four kids at the time who were old enough to be able to read aloud effectively mm-hmm. uh some of them probably could have read, read aloud and it would not have been enjoyable <laughs> but uh we had both parents and then three or four kids and so we kind of like go through and take turns and that that was another another thing that i remember yeah so i i would say um and, and one more thing that's just really fun is is taking the time to do the the christmas tree um, putting the lights on and just everything that went around. Sometimes we had uh, a, an artificial tree. Other times we did um, a live tree. And so I would you know, recommend now we use artificial, we're going to use artificial tree this year, but then we put the, um, we get some Christmas greenery that um, my aunt sends out every year a wreath. And so that smells so good. So it gets that, that good smell in there, but there's, there's a delight in, in the tree and, and gathering around the tree. And often, you know, there's always, you guys always want to sleep under the tree and it got pine needles everywhere. And so my really practical side would, would be like, Oh, don't do that. Don't sleep under. And, and your mom would be like, Hey, this is, 
this is their time. They, they're going to have these wonderful memories of waking up on the tree. Like, don't you? And I'm like, you're right. I, I did crawl under the tree. And um, so um, making sure that that is, that there's a balance of allowing the, the kids to really enjoy the goodness of, you know, the, of the pretty lights and, and, um, and then to turn off all the lights in the house, except for the Christmas tree lights um, and, you know, put on some Christmas music and, you know, have some hot chocolate uh, with, with peppermint candy in it. Um, it's just, again, you're getting all those senses in there. And I, and we've got to celebrate because, um, because there's that challenge of like, I don't know when the next time is going to be, uh, you know, like our life, again, we had that, you know, this year with uh, one of the you know, uncles who had passed away and he was young. And so like, we don't know what we're going to have next. Um, and so I, I think God is really challenging us always, especially in the midst of this COVID stuff, but always like be present um, enjoy the goodness of what's available right now. And uh, again, I, I think that that's, that's Christmas gives us an op- wonderful opportunity to do that. One last thing that I, w- I want to touch on, because we surprisingly really haven't yet, is the Catholic aspect. Obviously, Christmas involves going to Mass. And I think that there were a lot of years where we never did the midnight mass because it was just way too late for the kids, you know? And so we didn't really have a plan when it came to mass. It was kind of more like, we'll oh, we'll get up, we'll open gifts. And uh, usually we're done with that around nine. So then everybody go change really quickly and we'll go to the 930 mass. And I think that the decision to change that and say, you know what, we're going to go to the anticipation mass at this particular time. And we're going to kick off our Christmas activities with mass was a phenomenal decision because it oriented the priori- the priorities correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas is not about lights and presents. It's about the birth of Christ. That's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. And we do all these other things to celebrate the birth of Christ. And so the fact that we prep Christmas Eve for that nice dinner, but then we go to that evening mass and we put Christ first, and then we follow that with the celebration, the, the prayer that, that we do before that Christmas Eve dinner is not just the bless us, O Lord prayer. It's also a prayer of thanking Christ for his birth and welcoming him into the world. I think putting that priority first was also something that was memorable and helped kind of like set the tone for the rest of the activities. Yeah, I would. And I actually really love that mass because it ends up being something that everybody's dressed up for. The church looks beautiful. We've been anticipating the moment where uh, Christ is in the manger. And it, and after that mass with our manger, we can put Christ in. So usually the youngest person's like, okay, it's time I can put him in. Um, so that, uh, and, and surely having that, uh, you know, the Eucharist is the center of, you know, the church says that, you know, Christ is the reason, um, the reason for the center of, and the culmination of all of human history. And so having um, having our mangers, and we've got several different manger scenes, you know, around the house, uh, really brings, you know, brings clarity to why we can be so joyful, especially with it being at the, you know, the, at least on the Northern hemisphere when it's cold and dark and, uh, the shortest day of the year is usually around the 23rd. Um, so that's just that whole, the whole meaning of the light. So this, this Christmas light, the evergreen tree, which is, you know, the, that's who Christ is, is, is always, always bearing fruit in us. So um, I think that knowing, uh, you know, for our kids to know that that is um, the center and it's, and qu- quite frankly, it's really hard because uh, 
Christmas previously used to be, it was a lot like Lent. Uh, I mean, everything, Advent was a lot like Lent and it still should be, but the whole world is bursting with the lights. And and so, um, and we've had the challenge this year where we say, okay, we're going to really try to prepare for this like um, Lent. Um, but instead, so we're, we're trying to do that with little sacrifices that, that we can do. Um, yet we're still getting the house ready. We're, we're still putting out the lights. And then the big question is, do we turn on our Christmas lights before uh, Christmas? Last year and the last couple of years, we didn't, we got them all ready. We checked them and we didn't turn them on until Christmas. And so then at Christmas, we turned them on and we said, yay, we could celebrate with our neighbors like one or two days, you know, it wasn't long. And many of the neighbors had started right at Thanksgiving. And so like in our neighborhood, there was lights all over um, and they go from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And so if there's any nice day after Christmas, the people tend to take them all down. And so we're, we're doing the 12 days of Christmas and we are keeping ours up. Um, and we, and we felt out of sync. So we're gonna, we're gonna sneak in some Christmas lights at a time. And the younger kids are like, can we just turn them on sometime? So we will be turning some of them on. Um, and, and so it's, it's hard because Again, it's we've changed the the focus in society, um, and so we're trying to walk that line where we where we do you know enjoy the central part of it with the lights ahead of time. But then also we keep we keep them on for twelve days. I'm not taking them down until we've got you know twelve days, and I'll often just you know push all the way in you know to the to the presentation. It's like we're gonna, uh, and if it goes in further, we'll we'll go further. That's all we have time for today. If you like what you've heard on the podcast, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, and encourage your friends and family to do the same. If you want to support the work of Strong Catholic Dad, you can become a monthly sponsor for as little as $5 a month. I quit my job back in 2018 uh, to found Strong Catholic Dad, and as of right now, it's not enough to pay the bills, so anything that you can do is appreciated. Until next time, be strong in faith, strong in hope, and strong in love. God bless.